Guess what, everybody? You can swag surf the Tiffy Jewel Wave each and every Tuesday and Friday at 7.30. Everyone's, Everyone's there, there, and it's a great time. Tiffy Jewels has some of the most unique and affordable jewelry, and it's all lead and nickel free. Don't forget about those free prizes. Follow Tiffy Jewels on Facebook so you can be notified when she goes live. All right, people, it's time to make it pop and make it steam. steam. We've been killing it over at anchor.fm forward slash 215. However, I want to give you more. more. That's more content, more music, more info, and more access. access. I'm looking to connect with all of you because, well, if it wasn't for you, this show wouldn't be so dope. So let's continue to build. Join me over at patreon.com forward slash nonstop working. Brothers and sisters, you must add to your library this newly released book called The Spiritual Reflections of the Sufi Freemason, Volume 1, by Salman Shek. Salman Shek is a Masonic lecturer, author, and writer. His writings have been published in many Masonic magazines and lectures given in many lodges in person and online. Get it now on Amazon, The Spiritual Reflections of the Sufi Freemason, Volume 1. This is the Nonstop Working Podcast. It's your boy, Mr. Hurd, live in the full effect. She got she a got toe, toe in here. How are you, young dirty? I'm all right. How you doing, sir? Shout out to Megan the Stallion, speaking of toes. Thank you for supporting. No, I never give up. I never give up, never surrender, you know? DAUS, the Divine Artistic United Society. Listen on your smartphone, your iPhone, your Apple phone. It ain't worth the job if I can't say what I believe. 5,000 folks on Y'all know how it is, family, right? When we bidding, right? I'm the guy that took on every single time. Working it not what she won't. 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 What she won't. What she won't. Working it. Uh. 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 Hey. Yeah, 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 hey, what's going down ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Mr. Hurry live and in full effect, holding it down for, you know, anchor.fm4 slash 215, the non-stop working podcast, Philadelphia's number one independent podcast, shout out to DAUS, the Divine Artistic United Society, and everybody who's been visiting us at our website, www.daus.me where we're trending in over 110 countries and growing so yes guys we are on a roll all right this is the third season of the non-stop working podcast and we have been off to an excellent start we want to say thank you to everybody who's been tuning in make sure you guys Share the Nonstop Working Podcast on your social media platforms right away. All right. Right now. Go do that right now. And then come back and continue. Play this thing right on over from the beginning. All right. Because we're rocking and rolling. And if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be doing the kind of numbers that we've been doing. All right. You know, in our first episode of this season, the third season of the Nonstop Working Podcast, we talked about a few different things. We talked about that. C virus, y'all know what we're talking about. And we talked about that vaccine. You know, some people were having troubles with that. We talked about this um, mob who um, ambushed the Capitol building, took over the Capitol building, a little coup that popped off, right? And we also got to review a uh, recorded or leaked, as they say, phone call um, with Trump, who was talking to some of these Georgia officials. All right. So he had a very interesting show. All right. It was well received. You guys enjoyed it. OK. The numbers were high. So that's what's up, man. We rocking out. We're rocking out. So we're here with another one. All right. So this show is going to be awesome as well. You know what I'm saying? I want to say shout out to, again, all of the folks who are um, hitting us up. Right, we got some new links over at our website. As we told you guys, we'll be updating the website every Sunday. So go over to the website. All right. You should see three new articles up there about a few artists. They're waiting to be discovered by you. All right. So check them out. Shout out to SMS Music Group. All right. 
one of the groups over there holding it down doing their thing they got a lot of video content over there and uh some uh, some dope others all right there's gonna be plenty more artists and businesses being added to our website www.daus.me so make sure you guys make daus.me one of the number one sites that you check in the a.m when you wake up you can enjoy it all the way through when you bake up if you dig what i'm saying all right so it's gonna be going down shout out to da graphics you know what i mean giving you guys that dope branding content for all of you guys who are trying to get branded shout out to get da branded on instagram and facebook i right, we're gonna say shout out to solomon sheck all right he's an author and lecturer a masonic author and lecturer solomon sheck you can follow him on youtube subscribe to his channel today all right, shout out to Mula be the gang. All right, Mula Gang International. He's doing his thing. He's just uh, he's got a he's just got a new deal with a, a clothing company. We'll have to talk to him. We'll have to talk to him about that. Get him on our show. Um, but you guys are here from him, as well as Sir Sly Remarks today. Okay, so shout out to those guys. It's gonna be going down. And um, yeah, and you're also gonna get a little bit of Curve Loving. All right, so make sure you guys listen out for that. For all of you guys who have purchased the single Curve Loving. My new single, Curve Lovin', produced by Manny with the Beats. Shout out to you guys. That's all on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, all those guys like that. So shout out to you guys who've been jamming to that. And also to the family over at Patreon. All right, for all of you guys who have partnered with me over at patreon.com forward slash nonstop working. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to keep rocking and rolling. We're going to keep building. And I appreciate you guys for being a part of the build. All right. On this week's episode of the Nonstop Working Podcast, recapping the Capital Craziness, talking violence in hip hop with D Money and Sir Sly Remarks, word of upcoming violence and second impeachment. President Trump has 13 days left in office. Why call for impeaching him now? It's to prevent him from holding office ever again. Looking at the Constitution, Congress can remove a president from office after a House majority votes to impeach him and two-thirds of the Senate vote to convict. Then the president is removed from office. But it goes beyond that. Article 1, Section 3, Clause 7 states, Judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. Under this cause, the Senate can vote to prevent a president, such as Trump, from holding office again in the future. It would require a simple majority vote, less than two-thirds of the Senate. There you have it. So they're trying to get Trump impeached for the second time. We want to get him out of here. We want to get him out of here. And um, they're, they're really trying to pull out the big guns. You know, his, his supporters... They've really been showing out since the whole Capitol thing. I mean, they've been showing out the entire election. I think they've been showing out Trump's entire term. But they're still turning up now. And a lot of the white supremacists, the white supremacists, because that's who they were. It was the white supremacist groups that ran into those. Uh, to the Capitol building. Don't be confused. It wasn't just good Samaritans and just regular old common folks. It was white supremacist groups. <clears throat> and they, um, they've been upset since that Capitol building thing because it wasn't exactly the greatest success they thought it would be. You know, and they're they're kind of trying to pretend that it's difficult to find out who was who was involved. You know, but they're tracking some of these people down and they're giving them little corny charges. 
Whole time, you know, the whole world's singing. But if it was black folks, y'all would be doing them dirty. But right now, white folks are looking, the white supremacists specifically, the white supremacists is looking real goofy right now. Because, um, as we said, things didn't go as intended. You know, they were ready to do a lot more than they did. You know what I mean? They just got into the building and took some selfies and whatnot. But some, you know, a few folks took some L's. A couple people were, uh, you know, some folks got injured. A couple people were sucker punched. And, you know, the one young lady lost her life. So it wasn't exactly the greatest achievement for the white supremacist. And on top of it, what they, you know, what they wanted to do is really storm the building, take it over, hold some people hostage, you know, demand that Trump be uh, 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 um, made the president, given given the seat, and that Biden and Kamala and the Democrats be found guilty, and you know, that's what they wanted to happen. They wanted to run in there and say no. We're going to hold these hostages until you guys count all the ballots over. Until you guys go and count all of the ballots and come back with the Trump decision, we're going to hold these congressmen hostage. That's what they wanted to do. You know, then they would hold them for 30 days or more or whatever. And they would get out. They would they would get arrested, of course. You know what I'm saying? They would go to prison for a year, six months or something. Then they would come out and write the book and do the movie. That's what they thought was going to go down, but that's not exactly what's been happening. So instead, it's like the whole world stopped and looked at the white supremacists and said, okay, you guys are batshit crazy. And instead of giving Trump a fair chance what they've been doing now is blackballing Trump all over the place. The tech giants have all taken to banning Trump, getting rid of his accounts, locking his accounts, removing his content. Check it out. Now let's talk about big tech and the ramifications of what's at stake. Reddit joins a growing list of tech platforms blocking Trump. Facebook and Instagram have barred Trump from posting until after Biden's inauguration. Snapchat locked Trump's account indefinitely. Twitter locked Trump's account for 12 hours. YouTube, owned by Google, announced more widespreading changes. Under the new announcement, accounts misleading the public about voter fraud will get strikes. Repeat offenders will face permanent ban. But since when does big tech decide what is true and what is false? Under these new rules, all the hearings on election integrity, all the evidence, all the expert testimony, the Constitution experts who spoke, the people who received multiple absentee ballots without requesting them, these are all deemed false. This brings back the issue of why Trump repeatedly called for Congress to repeal a federal law protecting Internet companies like Facebook and Google. Otherwise known as Section 230, the law protects the tech giants from being held liable for user-posted content. Trump and his administration have repeatedly underscored the risks of unbalanced policing of user content on social media platforms, claiming that many big tech companies are engaging in conduct that limits conservative viewpoints and stifles free speech. Yep. So there's sort of like a tech battle going on. Folks are, are shutting Trump down, right? Everybody's trying to like appeal to the public. Oh my gosh, we got to do something about Trump because he won't stop. So we'll delete his accounts. We'll shut him down so the people side with us. But what's happening is <clears throat> a lot of the people aren't siding with uh, the tech companies who are shutting Trump down. They're saying, no, this goes against our rights. He has a right free to free speech. Right. Shutting him down and all of this stuff is nonsense. There's a lot of other people who are saying, yeah, 
Mm, this is dangerous space. If we're letting Trump or if we're letting YouTube and Twitter and Instagram all delete the president because they don't like what the president's saying, well, what's really keeping them from deleting anyone? What's keeping them from shutting down anyone, all of us? It's in a way saying, hey, social media platforms, you guys are more important, more significant, more powerful than the president. You have the authority to silence the president if necessary. And I say to myself, who can give or extend to a platform like Facebook, the authority to, you know, delete the president's thing. I would think that you would be inclined to kind of uh, be in support of the president of the United States, right? As a social media platform. Say, nah, let's delete them. Well, who are you working with, Facebook? Who's cutting you a check to um, get so productive, to get so proactive? So this is the very interesting to see. Talk to you guys before in previous podcasts about the future. Telling you guys that we were in it, that we were already in the future, that we had arrived. That there would be a restructuring, that things would be sort of reset. And here, that's what we have. A reset. Right? Well, how do you say, Ant? Well, all of these tech guys are fighting with one another. These platforms are fighting because Many of them are being used to spread misinformation and organize these riots that we've been seeing. Things like the Capitol building ambush. They're saying that the app Parler, which I'm not too familiar with. There's an app called Parler. They're saying that was utilized by a lot of individuals to organize this thing never heard of parlor so that also means family is that and understand this black family this also means that many of the white supremacists have private apps that they're using to do their white supremacist work that's what this means but we're at a reset because many of these apps now are taking hits negatively because of how people have been utilizing them because of their censoring of individuals and content also because of their ability to be utilized in court cases and things like that so many of these apps are taking a, a hit You know, we can start to see a lot of people turning away from using these social media sites now. I told you guys that in China they were using something, I believe it's called a WeChat. Hopefully I'm not getting that wrong, guys. Let me make sure. I think that's what they're using. That was called WeChat. And it's... um. It's like an equivalent of Facebook. Yet there's a lot more functionality 
there's a lot more that you can do through the app. Let's see. I'm checking for it now, this is all guys. Do I got it wrong? Hopefully, I, nope. No, no, nope, I got it right. Yeah, so in China, it's, it's yep, it's the WeChat app. I did get that right. Um, but everything's happening through WeChat in China, okay? They're paying bills. They're sending each other money. Um, they're earning money, you know, they're ordering food through one app. I believe they're doing banking. And Facebook has begun to make developments to its platform to make it more comparable to a WeChat. And when I talk about WeChat, guys, I've mentioned to you before the social credit system or ranking system that they're utilizing in China. So the WeChat is very integral in that system as well. So when you hear <clears throat> things like YouTube and Instagram getting backlash, you know, we can easily see something like a WeChat coming in to replace them now. And I don't think many of us understand that China has a very heavy influence in America. So the chances that they could be taking over behind the scenes is great. Here's a few things many people may not know they need to consider about China evidence with a remarkable video. This video was recorded a little over a week ago on November 28th. The man you're about to see speak is a professor from Beijing called Di Dong Cheng. The video comes from an appearance that he made on a Chinese television show about Wall Street and international trade. Di Dong Cheng works at Renmin University in Beijing. He is also, like so many in academia in China, a servant of his country's government. This video was deleted from Chinese social media soon after being uploaded, and there's a reason for that, as you'll see. What he just said, what you just read on the screen, tells the story. This is as close to a smoking gun as we have ever seen. Quote, we have people at the top of America's core inner circle of power and influence. According to the man you just saw, that has been true for decades. So who are these people and how many of them work in our media and in our government? Well, he didn't say precisely. At one point in the video, he described a Chinese agent working as a vice president at, quote, a top Wall Street financial institution. I can't say more, he explained, without making political trouble. Di Dongsheng did tell his audience that one agent in particular was especially useful, and he goes on at some length about her. He describes her as an American who's lived abroad for many years, who is now a Chinese citizen. And this seems to baffle him a little bit. The Chinese government doesn't allow dual citizenship. Why would they? Why would anyone? Di Zhongsheng seems pleased that the U.S. government is foolish enough to allow it. He explains that this American agent, who lives at least part of the year in Beijing, helped the Chinese government with a propaganda operation in the city of Washington in 2015. And he goes on to describe that in some detail. The Obama administration was easy to manipulate, he suggests. They helped. The Chinese had many friends among the Obama people. The problem came when Donald Trump was elected. After that, he says, everything changed. Is China readying to go to war with the United States? And meanwhile, you've got the financial services companies all in on China. Goldman Sachs going to acquire 100% of its securities firm there. What China wants to do, Maria, is dominate and control the Asia-Pacific region, 
which they have made some real progress at, at the expense of the United States. They are the most rapid-growing military in the world. They have a very strong economy. They're in a technology race right. to control the advanced technologies of the world. They want to dominate and control the world and change the international order, but they want to do it without having to fight a war. And they, they want to avoid that war, but they will use their military to, to bully, to intimidate, and if necessary, yeah. go to conflict if necessary. But they are, given the success they have had and the progress they've made um, okay. avoiding conflict, that's, that's really where they yeah. are. China threat, you were really among the first people to come on this program and raise the red flag about China. You told us that they were building uh, a, a very strong military. We know that they've got the largest navy in the world. Well, the director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, uh, joined me on Sunday Morning Futures this weekend to talk about uh, the intelligence that shows the Chinese Communist Party and what it's doing. Here's John Ratcliffe. It's called gene editing. It's altering DNA, and it's one of the things that our intelligence shows that China is doing. They've got a, the PRC, the People's Republic of China, has two million strong in its military, and it's trying to make them stronger through, uh, you know, gene editing. And that's just one of the ways that, uh, uh, you know, China is trying to um, essentially dominate the planet and set the rules in the world order. And, and why it's so important and people need to understand is this is an authoritarian regime. It doesn't care about people's individual rights. We've seen what they've done to the Uyghurs. We've seen what they've done in Hong Kong. Um, it's about putting the state first. And um, that is the exact opposite of what has always made America great. What's your reaction? We've talked about what they're doing in their use of artificial intelligence in the military, but to actually do this gene editing and have this program to test members of the PLO, two million communists, to try to make them better and more equipped to handle extreme weather, more equipped to handle chemical attacks, pretty extraordinary the lengths that they're going, General. Yes, it, it's not surprising. You know, as, as Director Radcliffe said, this is an authoritarian, it's a repressive regime that, uh, as a premium, is, is constantly in control of its people. And, and the fact that they're trying to use gene editing tools uh, to, to change the nature of human beings um, is not surprising, because this is who they really are. And we had that similar experience, did we not? Uh, with Nazism and that authoritarian regime trying to conduct human experiments to do the very same thing. It, it's really to advance the Chinese Communist Party and the state is what this is, this is all about. And the fact that they would take human beings and put them through this is quite something else. And the, and the ethical questions that surround that are certainly serious. It's one thing to use yeah. techniques like that to control disease. It's another thing when you're altering human beings that, that, is, that is clearly something that the United States uh, and like-minded countries, democracies, would never take on. Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe is sounding the alarm on the threat he believes China poses to the United States. In a rare op-ed for the Wall Street Journal, Ratcliffe called China, quote, the greatest threat to America today and the greatest threat to democracy and freedom worldwide since World War II. Earlier today, our Catherine Herridge sat down with Ratcliffe for his only network interview in which he accuses China of trying to steal American vaccine research. Talk about the earliest days of the pandemic. Does the intelligence show that the Chinese president made the call to minimize the threat of COVID-19? The intelligence shows that the Chinese Communist Party's senior leaders, including President Xi, were aware and lied to the rest of the world about what they knew and when they knew it about COVID-19. They made the conscious decision to shut down their economy, to shut down their country, travel in and out of Wuhan where this originated, but they allowed travel from Wuhan to the rest of the world. They knew that and they've taken advantage of that. Yeah. So a lot of people might not know that China has been so progressive I don't think many people are aware of the 
might China's army actually possesses. And that bit about altering the DNA of the soldiers so that they're more advanced. Yeah, that's frightening stuff. I want you to look around your city today. Can you see any evidence of a Chinese power or influence in your city? I want you to look around and think about that. From the Chinese stores to the laundromats to the hotels. Can you see evidence of a Chinese influence? I know in Philadelphia there's many buildings right now. Newly created buildings. Just opened. Condos, hotels, apartment complexes. That are full of. Chinese folks. We have whole neighborhoods now that are really being, you know, occupied by Chinese. And you still have this game that they play where they pretend that they don't speak English. So I can see the influence, right? There's Chinese. There's always a Chinese section in every town, right? Chinatown. There's now Chinese delivery services. So we'll see. We got to keep our eyes open. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Mr. Hurry live in the full effect. I'm holding it down for anchor.fm forward slash 215. I'm on a line with Sir Sly Remarks. You know what I'm saying? A dope, dope, dope artist, if you guys don't know. He's going to be global because that's that's the type of talent this is. Sir Sly Remarks, man. Say what's up to the folks. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Sir Sly Remarks. Hello, world. It's good to be here tonight, and it's good to be talking with you right now. Oh, Mr. Hurry definitely, you know, Mr. Hurry definitely has dropped in from... Our experiences, you know, on a personal level, it's always been good energy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Guys, I, I um, I want you guys to definitely check him out. You know what I'm saying? He's a very unique brother. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm sure he's he's on a wave right now that I don't think you guys are are really hip to yet, man. Can you can you tell him about um what you do musically? Well, I'm creating this genre. It's, uh, it's a mix between multiple genres that I like a lot. Um, classic hip-hop mixing with uh, a dark EDM trap and um, also like with a mix of conscious lyrics. And I call it like glitch hop and, and or like cyber rap or grid rap. So like some, some experiment. It's like some alternative experimental rap. But I think a lot of people, um, I, I've created like what I consider my own sound. And I'm very excited about like continuing to bring that to the world. That's what I'm talking about. And where, where can we check out some of that stuff if, if we were interested? All, well, all platforms, honestly. If you search up, uh, search Sly Remarks in Google, I come up on all platforms. Okay. So Sly Remarks. Mm-hmm. All right, man, we got to get you some ads rolling. Get you some ads rolling up in the non-stop working podcast, you know? Yes, sir. So I'm going to get on that, you know what I mean? Um, let, me, let, me, let me ask you, I'm um, talking about the topic. Um, the violence in hip-hop, basically, you know, I've been seeing last year, it was just like um, a lot of death, just to be straight about it. You know, especially yeah. with the younger guys out in Chicago, I'm not from Chicago, so I can't like try to talk 
you know, their politics, their street stuff. I can't, you know, I'm not one of those guys. I know a lot of guys are on YouTube doing that kind of thing. They're not from Chicago, but they're talking heavy on the matters. Like, they're from there. I don't, I don't think it's necessary. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're all right. You're all right, brother. You're all right. I don't think it's necessarily just for those who are not in that environment or within like that civilization. Cause like, to be honest, going to different either cities and or States are just different universes mm-hmm. for real, for real. So like people who ain't from there shouldn't even be speaking on it. To be honest, like I'm, I'm Philly bred. Right. Like I can't speak on Chicago issues. Right. So like, so, you know, like, I, I don't agree with those who online who are doing that. Cause it's like, uh, I understand these are issues overall, but like, right. That's something we can't really, you know. Yeah, we, we can't speak on that. I'm I'm in the same space, bro. You know, I'm like, where we from? We don't do that. Yeah. You know, but that's you know. So, but there's a, a there seems to be like a lot of um, violence around the hip hop thing, you know. So everybody has it, right? We have ours here in Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? There's examples in Chicago. There's uh, stuff in uh, Louisiana, but I wanted to know um, you yourself. Have you experienced any of this violence, not just within hip hop, but in your city? Period. Um. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, are you talking about within this year? Yeah, I, I'm dealing with a stupid ass case now. Um, is annoying, but yeah, can't really go into details about it. But like, yeah, I'm dealing with like an assault case now. Like, so yeah, I understand that. But the the difference between this assault case and anything else that's been going on, more so, like especially within Chicago, is like it's not a black on black crime. Mm-hmm. But we've seen a spike in black on black crime here really, tremendously since. People have gotten P-Way and all that good stuff. I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, I've seen, um, with, with with this whole pandemic, I've seen, I'm not going to say like I've seen an increase of violence, but I've seen uh, the environment begin to be more conducive to violence. You know what I'm saying? I've seen, oh, yeah. I've seen a lot more pressure being put on people. You know what I mean? Um, a lot more homelessness. Yeah, the, the, the tension is definitely there. I can, yeah. I can definitely yeah. feel that. Yeah, tension is there. Like you, and even going down, like even going down the center city, you can feel it. And it's, it's, it's just weird how, like, I don't know. It's kind of taking me back to when I was younger, like ten plus years ago, when like in oh seven, oh six, when it, like things were like things was hectic, like. We just having what six hundred, seven hundred plus kills, and mm. like you literally, when when the street lights came on, you had to be in the crib type time, like, and it's starting to get back to that, and it's it's, but it's weird because it's like it's not, it's everywhere in the city now, it ain't it ain't no, all right, certain areas, uh, like our right, certain areas of north or certain areas of west or certain areas in southwest you can't go around like it's 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 getting to the point where it's all regions like it's just getting hectic mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't necessarily i don't know man i don't, I don't know what's now i want to ask what well, about violence and hip-hop right but it's like Violence has always been in there, right? It's always been a part of the hip hop culture, right? Can we say that? Yes. Like, is that fair to say? Yes, but there's definitely been a shift since. I would say, like back in the '90s, it was more like, "All right, this is where we came from." But now, like, I feel like post 2000s and 2010s, now it's like it's just a glorification. Like, oh, I want to be in the trap. That's that's what it is. That's what it's. That's what I gotta do. And it's like. Um, it's like that's not necessarily true. Big like it don't gotta be that. Like it, it never had to be that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was an advance from like it was an advancement from 
like we should be advancing from that like understanding that we don't have to go about that way anymore and plus i mean we don't really have means to be doing that shit no more for real for real like shit's getting a lot stricter within society i mean not to necessarily say we should be um listening to what societal standards are but at the same time it's more of like a glorification and like it's like bro like back in the 90s and shit like that we were speaking on things that people had to do in order to have the avenues that we have now and it's like now it's like bro you don't have to trap bro you literally can make music and 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 have an independent institution for yourself not have to be on the block or still be on the block not have to be trapping and still make good substantial amount of money for yourself making sure you're financially stable for you and yours mm-hmm. and you don't have to get booked for no dumb shit excuse yeah. my language but like and in reality for real for real we, we, it's no point for somebody to be on the block right anymore for real for real you're making all that bread you can put fund it into something you actually like doing something that's actually creative and a, a, just a creative and a little bit more productive than mm-hmm. just being on the block and not being able to see anything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, that's how I feel about it. To be honest, it's like, I feel like our focus needs as, as our hip hop generation continues to shift. I feel like we need to really push uh hyper consciousness and like just everyday decisions, not even like, uh, it's not, it don't even have to be a thing where, we're just specifically going on all right, the glorification of the violence and shit like that. Like if we boil it down to like our simple decision make making mm-hmm. that we make on a daily basis, then we can amplify on art. Right, why is it that we still are glorifying trap trap music in general or why are we still glorifying the abuse that is um glorified within just music in general or trap music in general. And I don't want to just objectify it to just trap music because mm-hmm. like hip hop still does that. You know what I mean? But it's just like, all right, like, the, like misogyny, we, we can, we can try, we can, no, you know, try, we can really eliminate like these, we can eliminate these subject matters that have been pushed upon so much. And mm-hmm. honestly, or, being exploited by label heads in, in, in bigger companies, like to continue to be like washed out to washed out to just regular, like household programming. And it's just like, y'all not understanding one, they, they, they're exploiting y'all for y'all. Like they're exploiting y'all for y'all everything. Then give y'all some chump change. And on top of that, they're stealing and ripping your culture away from you at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Y'all not understanding what what games are being played. Like we can move so much. Like uh, the bottom line is honestly, we can move so much smarter as as a people instead of just doing what what we're doing. Like to be honest, with the with the P way, like I can say in Philly for real, for real, a bunch of young bulls got a bunch of straps and like. That's why, I, and then making a bunch of dumbass decisions. You <laughs> said a bunch of straps. Yeah, and just start making a bunch of dumbass decisions, to be honest. They're like, it's really getting crazy out here. Like, shooting at old heads, shooting at young bulls, shooting and, and don't have no aim, so they're hitting bystanders. And it's just like, where where did this flux come from? It's like, oh, damn. The pe- people who, not like, I wouldn't necessarily say, don't deserve the bread they got, but it's just like the way they ran all this PUA shit was just <sighs> not delegated properly. <laughs> like those who actually needed that shit to survive, nine times out of ten didn't get it when we're working. Nine times out of ten didn't get it or didn't get it when he actually needed it. Those who were in like not like mediocre type jobs was getting just racks and just immediately, and it's just like you have this flux of generations that don't necessarily get a grip on like, like me, I'm 25. Like I don't been through all the young bull dumb shit and all that shit. Like, so I have a better grip on like 
how to maneuver in reality. So it's just like, all right, I'm not going to be making stupid ass decisions that can not only affect my life, but those around me. So it's like, but there's a gap and it's a weird ass gap, but it's like, there's a gap. And for some reason where that gap lies, where like the, the 18 year olds and younger or, or like that 18 year old, the 16 year old or, or 15 year old gap. It's just like, I don't know where their minds is at right now. And I, I, I want, it's like, I do want to know, but at the same time, I kind of don't even want to know. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, it's, it's getting out of hand. Shit been getting out of hand, but it's like, it's, it's crazy. So let me ask you so this. How, how much, um, how much do you think money is the fact, or excuse me, how much do you think money is involved uh, as a motivation in the violence, do you think? Well, it's like, um, it's just an amplification. Well, I feel like, to be honest, when it comes to glorification, it's just an amplification of, um, <clears throat> how do I explain? It's, it's like, it amplifies the general public to continue to do what we're doing when it comes to the bread because as i said before when it comes to young when it comes to adolescents getting loads of bread listening to the music you listen to like nine times out of ten and what 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 the music what what power artists have as being role models not understanding that like I got beef with such and such so I went and sprayed the whole block on your track entices those who end up entices the same 16, 15 year olds on the block I just got P-Way oh yeah I'm gonna run shit like that too mm. and, and and it's like it's like a monkey see monkey do factor and not and not the I yeah, it's real for real to boil it down to, to in its simplest form is like, all right, you give you give a young boy let's let's be real, you give a, any young boy like ten racks, he not gonna necessarily know what to do with that shit properly. Mm-hmm. Don't make young boy decisions. you don't make young boy decisions. Like that's that's just that's life with with anybody. So like when it came to this, it's more so like, all right, my favorite rapper's doing this. I want to do this shit too. Or my favorite rapper says he does this. I want to do this shit too. And it's just a continuous like imitation type of situation. But it's like, when you really, like, if you really are, are in the streets and shit like that, people are really dying and shit like that. But the people who are making this music, nine times out of ten, they ain't even doing half of the shit that they're glorifying or continuing to speak upon within their music. Yeah, it's like a whole so, trick. Yeah, so it's it's like it's a whole cycle. But you got to be able to like or learn how to make a conscious decision to to break that cycle. And once you as an individual learn that, then that's when you can actually. Like communicate that to others. I can dig it. So Sly remarks. I appreciate you uh, talking with us, man. Yeah, I know. I, I was I was rambling a little bit. No, My it's, it's all right. No, man. You know we're out here nonstop working the nonstop working podcast. Anchor.fm four slash two one five. You all good, brother? Hey. You know. Uh, good tell us, to you. Yeah. Tell us once again where where can folks hit you up and get at you. Um, you can find me on all platforms. That includes Apple Music, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Tidal. Um, search me up on Google, S-I-R space S-L-Y space R-E-M-A-R-K-S. And um, it was a pleasure having me. Always glitch the grid, stay easy, and be safe. Yes, sir. Hopefully we'll, we'll talk again, man. Most definitely. All right, all right. I'll get with you, brother. All right.
right. Yeah, man. So I was um talking with uh different artists about um the violence in hip hop. Um and I'm just asking them different questions and one of them was what do you think what do you think is uh, contributing to it in hip hop? Why do we why do we think it's existing in hip hop? Um I think it's a combination of the the ego and and the the rapper's image. You know, um, I think that um, that that whatever the artist's reputation was pre um, pre success, let's say that pre success. Um, I think it's always a battle between that person's reputation in the street and that person's reputation in in the industry, and which one is a um, a, a, a priority to them. You know, um, and I think that plays uh, is instrumental to the violence in hip hop today. Also. Um, the people in a circle, you know, as 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 a as a superstar, you're not around twenty four seven. So, you know, it could be your friends that's getting into stuff in the street on on your behalf mm-hmm. without you sometimes even knowing, you know. And you know, things go, you know, go left because of that. Um but also on a on a bigger scale, I think some of these label owners play a role in that as well. Mm-hmm. Because um you know, they you know, artists is kind of in a way their insurance policy, you know. So mm-hmm. they they will sacrifice the artists to benefit um off of their death, you know, because once a death happens, you know the, the 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 streams go up, the the merchandise go up, the the value of the artist overall might go up depending on who the artist is, mm-hmm. you know, and um, all of that I think please please the overall factor in that, and um, I think they you know should be held more accountable than the actual artists, in my opinion. Okay. Well, thank you. No problem, no problem. Um, and uh, where where can... Shout the folks out, man. Yeah, man. Uh, sh- sh- shout out to my man, Mr. Heard, first and foremost. Anchor.fm forward slash nonstop working. Uh, sh- shout out to his whole fan base, his whole uh, support system, uh, all the people in so many countries that's tuning in to the channel. Now, I mean, I'll be, I be in tune with the statistics and all that. I'll be, now, I mean, I keep an eye out, you know. Um, shout out to uh, Successful Dreams Clothing. Uh, shout out to the whole Mula Gang International. Uh, shout out to all the friends and family that's that's supporting the brother and yeah man you know what it is my name is my name Mula Peter Gang alright ladies and gentlemen so this concludes excuse me this week's episode of the Nonstop Working Podcast I want to say shout out to everybody who's been tuning in alright thank you guys remember to hit the share alright on your social media platforms make sure you guys share this bad boy also share it with your friends via text message and things like that alright don't be shy Every little bit helps. I want to say shout out to to Sir Sly Remarks. Also shout out to D Money, all right, for um, calling in and rapping with us briefly, giving us just your opinion. You know, we're following up from Facebook. Facebook, we were having a conversation, a dialogue. It got really popping. A lot of people started commenting, so I figured I would give some folks a, a chance to, um, s- you know. Sh- share with us on the on the air here so they called in and did that so shout out to those guys thank you appreciate it and we want to remind you guys keep your head on a swivel okay these guys are still um 
talking craziness out here in the world, all right? They're saying that there's supposed to be some um, um, some stuff popping off around the 17th and things like that within the, the upcoming days, all right? Around the city of Philadelphia, you can see um, establishments boarding up again. So when you see that kind of thing happening, you know, there's something bigger going on. So keep your eyes open, all right? And we're going to keep nonstop working. Continue to visit us at our website, www.daus.me. All right. Make sure you get at me. Artists, businesses, get at me. If you guys are interested in promoting with us, doing some advertisement, we can get you guys, you know, get you guys some fans over in 110 countries right now. So come on with it. Come on with it. All right. If you guys haven't heard my new single, Curve Loving, I'm going to give that to you guys right now. You'll be able to hear that right now. So just tune in. All right. And uh, let me know what you guys think about it. If you enjoy the single, let me know. If you enjoy the song, let me know. Okay. You can get it on iTunes, Amazon, and um, Tidal, all those good places like that. All right. It's produced by Manny with the Beats. So shout out to Manny. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week. It's going to be on and popping. Make sure you guys also partner with me at patreon.com forward slash nonstop working. All right, where we're doing awesome things. We're doing excellent things. All right, so join us, join us, join us. Oh, man, and I can't forget, shout out to everyone in the Caster Community Group over on Facebook. Shout out to everybody over in Caster Community Group for showing love and supporting. And also shout out to everybody in Stock Shop, the Stock Shop Group on Facebook. All right, we have a healthy growing family over there. If you guys are interested in trading stocks or getting involved in trading stocks, I recommend that you join the Stock Shop Group on Facebook. All right, we're a growing family of, of traders, beginner traders, new traders, old traders is going down. So if you're looking for some tips, if you're looking for um, some folks to chat with so you don't feel so alone in things. Join us. It's absolutely free over at Stock Shop on Facebook. All right, guys, I'm out of here. So uh, I'll see you guys next week. And this is Curve Loving. Peace. place for record companies and agencies to discover new talent. Yeah, we come up on the block.
The city has produced notable acts like Will Smith, Jill Scott, Beanie Siegel, and Meek Mill. Today, there is another group quickly picking up momentum and carving out their own lane. To see who's making it pop and making it steam, visit SMS Music Group on Instagram and Facebook. Also, subscribe to SMS Music Group on YouTube. Are you looking to start or grow your business? Do you need distinctive branding material and marketing guidance? Are you looking for impressive promotional materials to grab your audience and ignite sales? DA Branded is here for that and more. Follow DA Branded today on Instagram and Facebook at GetDABranded.